Well, I, I wasn't thinking that it's going to be easy, especially I'm a very slow talker, or let's say I, I make a lot of uh, and I think and talk uh, difficultly in a way. <laughs> I, I, I uh, express myself better, I believe, in, in, in writing. But first I thought I would write it, the whole script, and I'll, I'll read it out, which is not always very natural. But then when I switched to, let's say, guests, uh, having guests in the show, so that's a little bit easier. Hey there, this is Steph from StephFuccio.com with another episode of Geopets Podcasting. We are headed to Turkey today to chat with a business podcaster. This is our first business podcast. Yay! <laughs> I'll tell you more about him in just a second. But first, I want to share an exciting announcement with you. In the month of April, Geopets Podcasting is hosting four different global women podcast editors panels. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, a lot. <laughs> and it's kind of accidentally, organically, but intentionally and hardworkingly happened. All of the information will be at stephfuccio.com forward slash Geopets Podcasting. We are going to talk to three different podcast editors, well, including myself, we'll have four different podcast editors in each of the panels. The exact contents of what we'll talk about will vary a little bit depending on the interest of the panelists themselves. That's intentional. But uh, you can take a peek at some of the topics that we'll be talking about for the April 6th event that's already up on the website and the rest of the information, photos, and bios of the panelists will be up there very, very shortly. So you can keep updated on all of that. Also at stephfuccio.com, you can sign up for my podcast editing newsletter. It's a playful and productive weekly dive into what I'm doing and what I'm seeing that's affecting and changing and hopefully improving my own podcast editing. You can also sign up at stephfuccio.com for that. And I will have announcements about the panels in that newsletter also, all in one. Today, I've got a conversation with Mete Yurt-Sever for you. I'm going to let him tell you the name of his podcast because I have never studied or used Turkish. So here we go. formula, which is in Turkish, but in, in English, it's a formula for creating value. Okay. Thank you, Mete. He has over 25 years of experience in marketing. In 13 years, he's lived and worked in five different countries. Let's see. Romania, Russia, Serbia, Ukraine, and Moldova. Wow. Now he's an independent consultant helping companies create value through design thinking, facilitating workshops, and providing training. He'll explain what design thinking is more during this conversation. Don't you worry about that. We also talk about what types of podcasts are popular in Turkey, what languages and apps are most commonly used in Turkey, why he started his own podcast and what the goals of the podcast are, what he learned after doing a listener survey for his business podcast, how he prioritizes the many podcasting decisions like sound treatment, transcripts, marketing, and social media. I see you nodding your head. It's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> and finally, his advice to new podcasters in Turkey that can probably be applied to many new podcasters in general. All the links for this episode are, you guessed it, at stephfuccio.com forward slash podcasting. Lastly, I'd love to hear from you. What do you think of this episode? What do you think of the conversation with Mete and I? On Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, I am Steph Fuccio, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O, or you can go to the .com site and leave a speak pipe message in your own voice. And in any way that you do it, I'd love to hear your feedback about this episode. All right, let's go to Turkey, shall we? 
thank you so much, Meta, for joining us on Geopats Podcasting. Thank you very much for inviting me. My pleasure to be here. Thanks. This is our first venture into Turkey on the podcast, so I'm very excited about that. What, what part of Turkey are you in? I'm in Istanbul right now. And well, I was born in Ankara, but the rest of my family is in Izmir. But so, so basically, I'm all around three major cities. <laughs> right, right. Have you been in Istanbul a long time? Well, in, in installments, I would say. I mean, because I, I spent some roughly 14 years abroad in the last 20 years. But the rest of the time, I was in Istanbul. Perfect, because at the beginning of each podcast, we do go over people's geopatness, basically where they've been in the world. So can we do a quick list of where you have lived or spent a lot of time? Sure. Well, I, in 1999, I, was my, I went on my first expatriation in, in Romania. I was working for a, a beer company at that time. And, and all the rest of my expatriations are within the same company, actually. But So I, I spent two and a half to four years in each country, starting from Romania, then Russia, then Serbia, uh, then Ukraine, and then Moldova. So five countries, roughly 14 years. And, and in, in between, sometimes I, I came back to the headquarters in Istanbul for some different roles, but I spent most of it in, in marketing, uh, I would say. Wow, that's fantastic. Let's dive into podcasting then. So in Turkey, how popular are podcasts? Are people listening to them? Do they know what they are? Well, actually, it's definitely getting more popular. I started like a year and a half ago. I mean, like in September, actually, 2019. And since then, there are much more, let's say, podcasts are coming up. This pandemic, of course, probably contributed also like people were, you know, trying to create some content. But when I talk to people, let's say, within the podcast world, probably maybe 5 to 10% still of the people only are aware of uh, something called podcast. And how I actually got into this when I started to build my own business on consulting, like two years ago, I started to uh, binge, not drinking, sorry, binge <laughs> listening to uh, podcasts. And uh, so I was very interested and I thought this is a very good way of acquiring information, right? On the go and uh, when, while you're doing some other things and making sports and the classical stuff. And so I became very much interested and then I started to listen to some guys who are doing podcasts like Pat Flynn show and different guys. And I decided to, to go on my own, let's say, my, my show. And so since then, actually, I'm also promoting it on the LinkedIn, on, on other social media, but mostly on LinkedIn, let's say. So I, I can see that my numbers are growing organically and it's, there's a momentum building up. Let's tell the listeners what the name of your show is. Okay. My podcast is called Değer Atman'ın Formülü. It's in Turkish. But We're listening to podcasts? Looks like. I mean, it's. I heard like it's around 60%. Turkey is a Spotify country. It's not an Apple country. I mean, in that sense. But strangely, uh, my audience is uh, predominantly are on, on Apple uh, devices on 65%. Maybe due to business. I'm pretty much split myself because I started when I was in China and then I moved to Europe and I have a lot of Americans following me too, but I'm very, very split between the, the platforms, which I like. Do you know much about the podcasting scene in the places that you mentioned in Romania, Russia, Serbia, Ukraine, and Moldova? No, you know what? Because I was my last time I was abroad, it wasn't back in 2018, but, but even Russia started in, or Romania started in 1999. So there wasn't anything of, of that kind. Fair enough. Okay, so we'll stick to Turkey then. Do people usually publish their podcasts in Turkey 
on a Turkish public podcasting host or on a global one or how does that work? I think part part of them, I mean, was on uh, Anchor and later on became Spotify, right? So people, I think they try not to invest much on the hosting and they, they try the free uh, services, let's say. And there are also some like Megaphone, uh, right? Turkey through, let's say, a local partnership. So it's it's just building up, but nothing that I know. I mean, like specific. And on those news podcasts, in some countries that we've both lived in, it's sometimes tricky to put news podcasts out into the world and to be a safe citizen. So is that, and feel free not to answer this if it's too touchy, but is that an issue in Turkey at all? I don't think it's an issue. Well, there are, of course, some uncomfortable situations or let's say people are attacked on on social media because of their, but I, I haven't. Uh, seen or heard anything turning to be a physical one but it's of course it's uh, there's always uh, a risk for them to get uh, sued by those guys I mean politicians whatever but so far it didn't stop them it's actually increasing as, as far as I can see gotcha from what you've heard and who you've talked to in Turkey who would you say listen like what age group would you say listens to the most podcasts I would say still youth are uh, listening so and white color workers which they are my, let's say, target group. They are slowly starting it. Or they, they just, I remember myself, I mean, being white color worker or corporate worker. You just get drained during the day. You just want to, you know, get in front of the uh, TV and uh, just to lay down and to have a beer maybe to and to watch something. I mean, you don't have no energy or no time to, you know, listen to something or concentrate on something like that kind. But I, th- I think it's, it's moving on and uh, people are aware of it and it's, building up but still it's it's more a spotify crowd so they listen to music and maybe some shows at the same time where do you listen to podcasts do you also listen on spotify i i think i listen also on mostly on spotify i mean unless the show that i find on from search engines if it doesn't exist in spotify whatever i listen to in their their own on soundcloud or on their own website and things like that and are most of the podcasts in Turkey in Turkish or are people doing any bilingual podcasts or what's, what's the language? As far as I can see, it's very, very rare. I mean, to do bilingual, the same show. And when I, I had also a small uh, survey on the first anniversary of my podcast, I issued some questionnaire and distributed through some you know networks. So what I find out there that people are like almost uh, exclusively listening to Turkish, only very uh, small amount of 5% maybe of people are listening to other podcasts. Sure, sure, sure. And how, how long has your podcast been up now? It's a year and three months, something Yay. like that. Yay, happy podversary, yeah. three months delayed. <laughs> so <laughs> can, we, can we talk about that survey? What else did you learn about your listeners in that? Well, I, I tried to understand the, like what are, else they're listening to and what what is their frequency of listening. What I, I was trying to understand also like what's the ideal uh, length of, of of an episode, which I'm trying to keep under 40 minutes, which I think it's 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 reasonable. I mean, 30 to 40 minutes, and yeah, things like that. How how they find it the the, the sound quality, sound quality is something that I I still couldn't you know excel on. I have a huge room to to go there because I also use Squadcast. I mean, I do only distant let's say recordings. So from one end you cannot control it anyhow, and from your your own and definitely you can enjoy a better you know sound isolation which i just made over this uh, holiday a small boot from ikea and uh, you know they have this they have this tissue boxes and then I, I put some sponge special sponges inside but i didn't 
I couldn't bring it this time. <laughs> no, see, that's the thing. I Somebody actually gifted me a really fancy one that would fold up and then expand oh, and yeah, do all the yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I would use it for my intros. But for when you're looking at someone during an yeah. interview, you can't put your head inside a box. Yes, awkward. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, yeah, maybe you don't put your head inside, but you have to... Uh, orientate yourself towards it and then but then the screen will be here yeah it will be a bit odd but but i'll i'll see if it's worth it really hard really hard and i don't know about you but i love sunlight so for me i i mean this room is kind of dark but normally i like to have sunlight and windows are the worst for sound oh yes so i i feel like i have to choose between good sound quality and being near nature <laughs> yeah and you know some people are very uh, skeptical about this and like they want to do it with the proper instruments or tools and things like that. I, I understand that. But as a listener, as long, as long as I can hear the sound while I'm walking and there's traffic, sometimes even that's a problem, you know? The sound is not so uh, high and you just have to push your <laughs> ear, ear uh, phones into your ear to, to hear it exactly what's saying. Unless there's an issue like that, I think it's, it's reasonable. I agree. I agree completely. I would, yeah. I'm trying to learn more on the editing side to help with that so that I can have, I can be near windows and do things that I like. Cause I think that makes me a better person during the interview. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but those are things you don't think about when you first start. I have always been, been, been you Hi everybody, Juleika here. My company, Lantigua Williams & Co., partner with Air and Pacific Content, and we're on a mission, a mission to ensure that high-quality work from BIPOC, queer, and trans audio creators gets the recognition it deserves. We just launched the Podcasting Seriously Awards Fund because submitting work to journalism and media awards can get really expensive. The Podcasting Seriously Awards Fund will reimburse submission fees for producers, editors, and other types of creators in Canada and the U.S. We're taking applications right now, so head over to podcastingseriously.com backslash fund. And also, tell your podcast-making friends. For me, I'll go a long time not hearing from anybody, and then I'll get this really long emotional email on, thank you so much for blah. And it's like, oh, wow, you've been listening how long? I've never heard from you. I've never seen you on the social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's kind of interesting how podcasts, and I've heard this from a lot of people, that it can be very silent for a long time, and then you'll hear from some people. So it, it feels like it's just kind of the medium. I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe it's generation. I mean, we were not taught to to talk our opinion much. Now the generation, I mean, like my kids are much more spoken out and they are they don't feel like they will be judged. I hope they won't change. I mean, like this is this is the right way. I think that's a good habit to get into. Yeah. So your podcast is is it a marketing podcast? It's you may say it's easy to call a marketing, but I'm more actually focused on the. A human side of it, human-centric marketing, not like product-centric marketing. So and, what does that mean? Uh, well, it means like since the industrial age, I mean, like everything was on selling, pushing uh, the products into the market. Uh, now it's more about like pulling people. I mean, you need to really respond to people's expectations and needs. And you shouldn't see yourself like I'm a producer of whatever, a product. It's, it's mo much more important what that product does 
what job the product does for for the people. So uh, still, it's it's odd, but still, people, uh, many companies are uh, so much their product uh, focused. I have a classical example: Coca Cola. I mean, how they miss everything goes great with Coca Cola, right? This is their positioning. But there is also iced tea, which they uh, let's say missed. There is also energy drinks. Red Bull they missed. I mean, like a, a giant, like a beverage giant, like Coca Cola. How they could miss such a thing? Because they were too much focused on their own product and their own thing. So. And they miss that people really nowadays need more energy. They need to just recharge themselves and just feel a bit better about themselves. So that's that's what I'm trying to uh, advocate. And who was your when you started? Who did you want to be your audience? Well, of course, the white collar workers. I mean, people who are working in the corporate life, the marketeers, salespeople, but as well as of course designers, people who are in, uh, involved in. Uh, innovation uh, projects and uh, people who are involved in this design thinking. So, my actually one of the main topics is was design thinking. It's also as a, it's a second title in, of the show. I mean, design thinking, and I think I'm getting th- to those people. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the plethora of like podcast consultants and podcast production companies and things in the international podcasting space. Are there many of those kinds of services available in Turkey? There are many, but there is one guys. I mean, Podio Lab or Podfresh. They have some also even daily, let's say, podcasts, short uh, form podcasts. So those are the guys who made this um, deal with Megaphone also. So they are trying to be an agency for for podcasting, also for distribution and for uh, for hosting. So, but that's the only one I know so far. I mean, as an establishment. How about any podcasting communities, any groups on or offline that are focused on the Turkish podcasting scene? Yeah, I mean, the, the, these guys uh, that I mentioned, they have their own uh, social, they have the Slack group, they have, you know, some other groups on social, social media, on Telegram, maybe. But this is not really much, getting much attention, I would say. I mean, people are, in Turkey, that's another problem. I mean, people are not, they don't hold on to their hobbies or their, their own, you, you cannot uh, see many people who are passionate about uh, their their hobbies. And it's, so it doesn't just gather a crowd like this. I mean, it's very, very small, I would say, nothing like a huge movement of podcasts or whatever. I mean, it's, it's a handful of people, I would say, who are really passionate about this. Do you think that'll grow or you think that's just how it will be in Turkey? I think it's it will grow in terms of audience, but I don't think this social groups as producers, whatever, uh, will, will get a sizable thing. I mean, I, I think it's, This is the way it is in, in Turkey. I mean, it's difficult to get people together and to to do something collective. I mean, it's it's very difficult. <laughs> so that, if that's true in many different kinds of hobby groups. That it's yes, yes. I, I Yeah, definitely. So it's either very niche, as long as it's not about sport uh, or football, not even sport, football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people are not passionate about uh, many things. I mean, like, okay, music, that's also typical. But other than that, I mean, you, you don't get to see people or book clubs they say this this was something that i i had in mind and i still uh, I, i want to do it to establish a book club just i'm trying to find out a topic where you can gather people together and make them you know talk about it so so i was thinking to make a book club and choose one book and to uh, gather on zoom whatever to discuss about it at the end of the month let's say after everybody's read reads it Or I tried to make a, a, a real-time face-to-face uh, gathering. I was thinking, I still think, but uh, d- due to pandemic, it's it's impossible. But let's say to get uh, two, three people as a panelist from my previous uh, guests and make them discuss something. And in this way, to bring all the listeners together 
to get to uh, meet each other and chat and uh, try to form this community. I, I feel it's going to be difficult, but I, I definitely like to try it, how it's going to be. Yeah, it's challenging. It's very, very challenging, especially right now. It's challenging. Yeah, especially right now, of course. So for the, for the listeners and the viewers, this is what, early January 2021. Do you outsource any part of your podcast or do you everything yourself? I do it myself. I take uh, pleasure and pride of it a little bit. <laughs> I, I had to learn listen, some programs and whatever. And I'm, I'm managing it. It's just my problem is that it takes too much time. And I'm getting better, I think, organizing myself. I mean, like uh, I have right now a schedule. When I started it, I didn't have a schedule. But right, let's say now I try to record the session on Thursday or Friday. Then over the weekend, I edit it. And I prepare materials like the notes for the, for the episode. And when I put everything on, on LinkedIn, let's say I issue it on Monday, the show. And on Tuesday, I first time I promote it on, on uh, Tuesday morning on, on LinkedIn. Then uh, after a few days, let's say Thursday, I make another clip or, or some information about it or something around that topic again. I realized, I mean, there is a huge material there and very important material, very valuable material. And I want to get most of out of it. And, and one time announcing it is not enough. So you need to just, you know, come back to it and you need to refer to it and support it with other, let's say, documents or videos and things like that. So I'm trying to spend all week around the same topic in a way from different angles. I would yeah, say. yeah. Is it a weekly podcast? That's a weekly podcast, yes. That's a lot to keep up with. Exactly. For the show notes, do you have like a blog post on like the main point? Yeah, exactly. I do that. I mean, usually uh, it's easier for me to write a blog, I mean, write a, a note and then publish it on, on social media as it is the first time. But next time, I mean, I, I open up some subjects. I mean, like either I take a quote uh, from the person and then I wanted to put uh, make a transcript of those. So I thought it will take a lot of time for me to, to transcript it, how to do it. And in Turkish, I didn't think that time there will, there will be something reliable. I announced to the, on, on LinkedIn my uh, followers. I said, uh, look, guys, I mean, students mostly. I mean, you have free time now. And this was also in, in, in summer. You can transcript my, one of my shows. And I, I, would love, I would like to have uh, 40 minutes uh, mentoring with you on, on, on Zoom. So uh, there was a lot of really a lot of triple of what I needed, let's say, <laughs> amount of people. And that was a nice also like barter in a way. And what I'm trying to do right now, I'm building my own website, personal website, other than the company website. And I will put there the, also these transcripts and the, the podcast itself, definitely. And from time to time, also, again, for directing people to, to the websites to access to this information. So I think it's difficult to make searchable for something on audio still. So better to have a transcript and keep it there, yeah. It's really hard once you start and you realize how much content, how much value is in the, the episodes that you have and how much, how many different things you can do with it on the socials and articles and all those kinds of things. It's, it's, it's mm -hmm, a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I enjoy it. I cannot say I regret it because it's also, I also thought that this is going to be my own learning, let's say, way of uh, things. So, you know, when you 
going to invite a guest. First, you make research about that person. You read their previous, let's say, articles or their, you watch their videos and whatever. So, and each time it never ends. It, it, usually it uh, gives a hand to another uh, episode. I mean, like you, you read something and uh, you see that, ah, uh, there's a, that author said something else about this, whatever. And then it just, you know, connects you to the, to your next <laughs> guest in a way. So, and I like this uh, learning thing and I don't think I'm wasting my time, the time I devote to, uh, to podcast. Yeah. So, uh, but it takes a lot of time. That's true. It does. It takes a lot of time. I, I hear a lot of people saying that for something like a podcast, you want to do 20% creation, 80% marketing of it. <laughs> I, I did not expect that at the beginning, but I think they might be right about that because they, yeah, there's in that 20% of what you create, there is a lot that you can, that you can use to get True. people to listen to the rest of it. True, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, okay. One final question for you. What is one, well, two, one, what is one piece of advice that you would give new podcasters in Turkey? Well, it's, it's important uh, on uh, what their purpose is. I mean, like if their purpose is like, like mine, I mean, it's if they want to learn themselves, they shouldn't worry about numbers. They shouldn't worry about, let's say, how niche is the, uh, the topic they choose. And I think in time, it will pay back because this is like, think about a pool. You are a big pool. You're, you're pouring uh, some water, but it needs to reach to, to some level for you to start enjoying it. I mean, and you shouldn't rush. You shouldn't, you just have to stick to your own purpose and then follow your own learning journey. And, uh, and I'm sure people will find you. I love that analogy. I love that. I love water. So that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It takes time for it to even feel comfortable sometimes it takes a while to get into the rhythm of the podcast yeah yeah it, it definitely definitely needs uh, time and you, you cannot just uh, podcast is not something like youtube i mean like you cannot just if you want to be uh, a star or celebrity whatever you shouldn't uh, start a podcast anyhow, so. <laughs> no and if you want to make a, a ton of money from your creative endeavors the podcast is not the way to go right now <laughs> no no <laughs> not yet <laughs> not yet maybe in the future who knows but maybe, definitely maybe, not knows? now definitely not well where you, you mentioned you have a website so where is that where can people find you well, yeah, I'll, my website is not on air right now, but in, in a short while it, it's going to be. It's, it's difficult. It, maybe you, you, you'd put it on the, on the show notes. It's uh, dyf.innolabs. Right now it's where it is, but it's, it's complicated. My personal name, Mete Yurtsever. I will put it in the show notes, but some people never make it into the show notes, so I like to have an audio form too. All right, so again, listeners, I'll put it in the show notes as well, but just in case. You want to go there without looking at the show notes, dyf.innolabz.ist. So that's, they can find some English episodes and with English show notes, of course. So that can be interesting. Oh, sorry. And as far as social media goes, you mentioned LinkedIn. Is that where you would primarily like people to contact you? Definitely. It's, uh, I have also a LinkedIn page for the show. They are at Monoformly, but they can reach out uh, through my, my profile. My profile is Mete. Yurtsever, if they write it, it's, uh, they will find me. I'll be pleased to connections. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, with all the back and forth with the scheduling and everything that was the <laughs> madness of 2020, thank you so much for hanging on until we got to finally do this. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you very much. It's been a great pleasure and uh, a first for me. I mean, I, I feel... Uh, really? 
Yes, I mean, like, I didn't well, know this that. is the second time. This is the second time I, I became a show, but for an international show, it was the first time. So, oh wow, <laughs> I because I found you on international, or I saw you on international podcast day, so I figured you were like, well, that you had done this many, many times. Already. But you know, it, I, I already got uh, two more uh, requests, so I think uh, it's starting. <laughs> I can hear you gently bowing on your violin, and that's no sin. Thank you so much for Mete for coming on the podcast and being so patient in 2020 while we rescheduled and rescheduled and rescheduled. I need to give a huge thank you, a huge editing thank you to Sofija Jolvanov. She's a podcast editor from JustBusters who went out of her way to help me with the echo issues that we were having in this episode. You heard Mete talk about it during the episode itself. He was in a gigantic room and Oh, gosh. You know, once I start talking to someone, I ignore sound issues like that. As a podcast editor, I know better. But as a human being who loves talking to people, I get carried away. And I go, oh, that's okay. I'll fix it in post. Ah, this was nearly impossible to fix in post. So Fijo used some really amazing technology that I do not have yet. And she got it about twice as good as what it was when we finished the episode, when we finished talking. And from there, you do what you can. So <laughs> I know it's still a little bit echoey, but I think it is, um, it's a lot better than it was. And I think it's still, still good. I think the content is amazing. Otherwise, I wouldn't put it into your ears. I wouldn't do that to you. So I do apologize for any problems, but I did learn a lot while going back and forth with her about the possibilities of how to fix things. I dug into Adobe Audition some more while I tried to fix it myself before uh, before pleading for help. So thank you, Sofija, so much. Also, she ended up coming into the panel for April. So she's going to be on one of our panels April 27th for the Global Women Editors Panels for Geopats Podcasting. And the sign up for that will be coming very, very soon. So thank you to Jalika Lantigo-Williams for the information about their awards funds. And last but not least, thank you to Damon Castillo, you have been listening to snippets from his song St. Cecilia from the Mess of Me album throughout the entire episode. You can find more of his music and other information at damoncastillo.com. And you will also be hearing the entire St. Cecilia song in three, two, Saint Cecilia, I can hear you whispering my name But today I can't play your game Saint Cecilia, you know you're the mistress of my heart But tonight I won't play the part, no well, If you love me, well, cure my ills if you need me Then pay my bills Well if you want me Then let me know But if you don't Saint Cecilia Let me go Saint Cecilia I have always been in love with you Though you haven't been as true Marcus Aurelius couldn't end your timeless melody. You could spell the end 
Gently bowing on your violin And that's no sin Sweet Cecilia If you don't mind I'll softly strum along I think I know the song Yeah well, If you love me Cure my ills If you need me Saint Cecilia, let me go. 